Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. Here is a podcast we recorded while we were over in New York and meeting one of our clients, Harrington Star. Uh, in the following, you'll hear the journey of Rob Grant, who launched the office over there, and James Campbell, who we actually placed over there, who is from Ireland originally. Hope you enjoy and uh, let us know if you would like to discuss opportunities in America because we have amazing clients that are looking for the best talent from the UK and Australia. Um, so Toby Bad couldn't make it, so we have Rob Grant. The standing, yeah, absolutely, the uh, the second man. Oh man, what can I say? Okay, well we'll just have to make do, won't we? Yeah, sorry about that to uh, disappoint his legions of fans, but there we go. <laughs> All right, so we are coming from the WeWork here on what street is it? Uh, it's Fifth Forty Seventh and Fifth Avenue. All right, and you have outgrown WeWork. We have, yeah. So we're currently in the market for our new office. Uh, we've been in this office around a year and a half, but now it's time to, you know, potentially venture into pastures new. It might be a bigger office in WeWork, but we, we certainly need to move on from where we are at the moment. All right, right. And tell me this: you've worked for Toby for on and off. Yeah, so I, I I first met Toby nearly 20 years ago, and my, my first job was at Recruit First, which was a branch of Huxley, part of the S3, and met Toby very, very early on in my career there. Got on brilliantly, uh, you know, very much kindred spirits, and even though I left after about 18 months, we always kind of, you know, kept in contact, always really wanted to work with each other again, and when he set up Harrington Star, uh, he, he actually approached me, but the, the timing wasn't quite right. Um, but you know, we, we kind of maintain that relationship. You know, good friends. And mm. my wife actually works for the United Nations, so was posted to New York. Oh, wow! Yeah, which is which is quite a nice gig. Um, we just went out for a few beers, and you know, I was obviously still in recruitment. And I said, "Look, I'm moving over to New York." And he's like, "Before you say anything, this is what we need to do. Oh, Go launch the office for me." And I'd kind of been a very, you know interested bystander watching Harrington style grow yeah. you know the last kind of five or six years before I joined him was a little bit jealous shall we say you know of, did of you think you missed the boat maybe to a degree yeah to a degree I mean it, it certainly wasn't the right time for me uh, at that point but there was always that kind of you know what if yeah um, and this was kind of the, the second bite of the cherry so we you know we had some very frank conversations about where I was with, with my current business um, was it your own business I co-ran it with someone else um, okay. And I think, you know, we, we had a great time. I don't think we were quite ready to move to New York, yeah. which is what we were thinking of at the time. You know, we were thinking, what well, do I move over with that existing business? Yeah. And I don't think it would have worked. How far did you go with that thread? Um, you know, in, investigating what you need to do to set up an office here, looking at tax implications, incorporation things. Um, but as soon as I started talking to Terry, I was like, okay, hang, hang on, this, this could be the second, the second chance. So, like, I, I run my own business now. Yeah. I think it would be tough for me to go and work for somebody again. Absolutely, and that, that was one of the you know foremost factors in yeah. my mind. How do I go from being the person that calls the shots to, to effectively reporting it to my friend? Yeah. Um, but it, it was never going to be that. You know, Toby and I had, had a good agreement that this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a collaborative journey, and 
you know, I've been incredibly fortunate that he's given me, you know, kind of carte blanche to, to run in the way I want to do yeah. it. But the reason that we've always stayed together and, you know, in contact is that we, we very much align in how we think recruitment should be done. Mm. Um, so there was never going to be any massive disparity between the way we approach something. Yeah, how, how long have you been out here now? So I've been out here, so I actually joined Harrington Star January 2015. So I've been with the company, no, no, sorry, January 2016. We launched remotely. Uh, so myself and Sarah, who set up the office with me, we basically spent the first seven months doing you know 12 hour shifts from the UK so getting into the office 10 o'clock in the morning leaving mm. 11 o'clock at night trying to replicate the American hours to a degree um, and then we actually moved out physically uh, late July early August 2016 so we've been on the ground for two and a half years. How did you find that first bit from doing it? Yeah. <laughs> it was you know it, it was a learning curve I'd never done fintech um, I was I was back hands on for the first time in a long time because yeah. that's that's what you got to do when you're building a business as you know you you've got to get up and you've got to make the dials you've got to send out the emails um, so it's a learning curve coupled with the fact that you're doing you know twelve hour shifts you know right into the night yeah um, but the, the the good part of it was that we're absolutely aiming for something yeah. it wasn't just that we'll just do this until we you know we see how we feel it's like there is a marker at the end of July we'll be going out to New York mm. so we knew that we were on a journey we knew that we were actually aiming towards something all the time I think that helped kind of focus the mind how, how long sorry how long were you in the so uh, six and a half seven months were you sure it was going to work yeah without without a doubt and I, I don't mean that arrogantly um Harrington Style's got a phenomenal brand name and we didn't just, you know, kind of put our finger in the air and go, let's try New York. Yeah, yeah. You know, we did our own due diligence um, and we, we got some quick, win, you know, quick wins. We, we spoke to clients who, to be quite honest, were a little bit sceptical. Mm. Uh, you know, someone said to me, it's like, you've never done fintech, you haven't been hands-on for a while. Yeah. You know, no one in New York, why the hell should I use you? Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that, that was a challenge, but bizarrely, that was our first placement. Uh, yeah, know, we, we found the guy and he's like the best CV I've ever seen. Yeah. So that, that was a real kind of marker in the sound early. Um, and then we just continued to just work hard. And, you know, there's no substitute for that. You've just got to work hard. But absolutely, we never thought it wouldn't work. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, she came over and got into the WeWork station. How many people was it at day one? So day one, just just me. Um, I came over to start with Sarah. Was, was basically just two weeks behind, just you know, because of flights and, and personal things. So starting with her in a different office, just a couple of blocks away from here. Um, just me and Sarah sat opposite each other across the desk, yeah. um, and it was like, right, okay, we're here. We we've done the, the first bit of the hard work. Now the real hard work begins yeah. in growing it out. You know, what we didn't want to do is it be Rob and Sarah here. Sure. You know, for, for three or four years it was right we want to build this and we want to build it quickly but sustainably as well what what surprised you about trying to hire people I think we we were dare I say a little bit naive as to what the market demanded and yeah. um, we had in our minds a view of what we would be paying someone and you know we quickly found out that that was that was nowhere near what we you know what we would be actually ending up paying people it's you know it's very candidate driven market to find good recruiters yeah and that obviously has an implication on the cost as well so we quickly had to you know recalibrate and go on actually if we think we're paying here we need to pay there to get yeah. the right people that we wanted because what we didn't want to do was just hire for the sake of it sure we wanted to hire people that bought into what we were trying to do 
bought into our kind of culture and our DNA and really wanted to be part of the journey. So that that, that took time. Um, you know, it took us two months to find people that we really liked. Um, but that was that was a big kind of recalibration moment. With regards, have you moved many people over from the UK? No. Have you internally? Nope. So all local hires? All local hires with one exception, who was an English guy that was already working in San Francisco and we relocated him to New York. Okay. Um, but yeah, every by and large, you know, local talent. And we've had conversations about, yep. about, about you moving people over. What's your understanding from a legal standpoint of what somebody needs? If they're from the UK, what yep. is their back? Firstly, what does their background look like if they want to get a move? And then secondly, what does that mean in terms of getting through the legal process? If there, there has to be a compelling, you know, the easiest thing for us is to get an E2 visa. There has to be a compelling reason why we need to go outside of America to find someone. And that, by and large, boils down to experience. Yeah. You know, if someone has four to five years' experience and a proven track record in recruitment, and we can show to you know the the consulate that we need them for a particular particular strategic hire. Yeah. Then it's you know it's very easy to do. Um, that that process doesn't doesn't take too long to, to be honest, and and it is relatively smooth sailing. But you've got to have that experience. You've got to be you know probably four or five years in recruitment with sustainable track record of success in order to be considered. So you 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 haven't moved anybody across. You've obviously moved yourself across. And you've hired locally. Hmm. Have you hired anybody locally who needed, who didn't have like a big network and had to start from scratch? Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people. I think, you know, ninety percent of the people that we've hired had recruitment experience, hmm. but hadn't done fintech or didn't have a network. And it's about training them how to go find that network and you know what the kind of idiosyncrasies of the market demands. Yeah. But by and large, you just have to be a good recruiter. You have to be a good recruiter, and you have to be prepared to listen. You know, if, if we could find someone that had a built-in network of fintech clients, yeah. absolutely, of course, sure. we, we'd want to take them. But for me, the most fundamental part is, you know, wanting to do this job, understanding the peaks, the troughs, you yeah. know, the good days, the bad days, but also wanting to learn and be a part of something that's growing and really kind of buying into that journey. And say, if somebody joins, New York's an expensive place, right? Yep. How long are we talking it takes from the point when they start to the point when you think it's realistic that they'll start making commission and start going, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to make it. Yeah, it, it varies on desk. Um, I think one of the guys that we first hired was a really, really good example. He came from you know a much bigger firm. Mm. Hadn't quite, that will, that, that will remain nameless. Yeah. Um, hadn't quite worked out for him, uh, joined us and, and you know we were still in our infancy. Mm. So it took him three or four months to kind of get into to the zone, get into the vibe. Um, he was our top billet last year, you know, really? and, and he tripled his salary, uh, you know, his earnings within 18 months with us. You're not going to do that overnight, but no. within three or four months he could start to see that there was a real potential here. When you, when you take somebody from an American firm yeah. into a truly British recruitment firm. Yeah. What type of adjustments do they have to make for their staff? I think the the one thing that we keep coming up against is the split model. You know, your business development or your account manager. Mm. Um, and I think that's a you know something that's quite an American yeah. sensibility. 
you know, we're by and large everyone that, that comes from the UK tends to be 360. Sure. So you're responsible for bringing in the clients. You're responsible for then facilitating the jobs and you know getting delivery out to those people as well. So a lot of the, the a lot of the people that we see have either done fifty percent of that. They're mm-hmm. either great on the BD, yeah. but haven't really done the delivery, yeah. or they're great on the delivery, haven't really done the BD. Mm-hmm. Um, we can probably find more people on the delivery side. So it's, it's that transition of saying, you know, well, actually, we really need you to go out and pitch our services, onboard new clients, mm-hmm. you know, be the be the face of, of your little desk. Really, yeah. some people get intimidated by that. Some people say it's an absolute, you know, carte blanche to go, well, now I'm finally making it. I am the person that can, you know, interact with a client. Yeah. And personally, I take it you're still billing? Uh, nah, hands on, uh, to a degree. Uh, hands on to a degree. <laughs> I, I still do a bit. Okay. But you uh, you had to build a desk off the Yeah, ha- absolutely. What did you have to, I suppose you did it from, from England, but is there anything you had to adjust in your own style? It, it's really interesting because, you know, I, I thought about this question actually. Um, I think good recruiters are good recruiters. There are there aren't going to be cultural, you know, discrepancies and, and idiosyncrasies. But by and large, you know, it's understanding what people's needs are. So mm. I don't think there's something fundamentally different about the way recruitment's done in Europe, in the UK, or America. I think you just have to be a little bit sensitive to perhaps not hearing what you want to hear. If someone says, "Yeah, that sounds good," yeah. it doesn't always mean that. But I think a good recruiter knows to ask those secondary questions going, well, when can we talk again? What happens next? What do we need to show you in order for you to work with us? But it's not a massive sea change in order to be successful here by any stretch of the imagination. What excites you about the American market? I think it's pretty much underserved at the moment when it comes to recruitment. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not quite untouched, but the opportunities here are phenomenal. You know, there, there's probably a reason why a lot of British firms are coming over here and, and setting up and having quick wins. Um, I think from us personally, we, we've had phenomenal success, but we've only really just begun. You know, I don't look yeah. at it and go, everything's working perfectly sure. and this is the best that we'll ever be. We, we've done well and we'll, we'll continue to do well, but we, we've only just begun. You know, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of what this could be. So that for me is exciting. And as you're scratching the surface, What's what are you kind of uncovering within fintech that that's made you go? We could triple, we could quadruple our, our yeah. office. The, the sheer scale of the opportunity that America presents, you can you can break it down by vertical, which mm-hmm. we don't. You know, we, we have you know three or four kind of vertical desks. We mm-hmm. have sales, we have professional services, change and transformation. But within that, there are splits still that need to be done. Mm-hmm. Then you look further afield, there's there's Boston, there's Chicago, there's the commodity sector, you know, in, in Houston, mm. there's the West Coast, which we, we do service to a degree, but we haven't really dominated yet. Yeah. The, the scale of opportunity to do that is, is just incredible, that, to think that we, we've done so well with such a small piece of the pie that there's yeah. so much more to come. And does that mean that the next piece for you is to really get the graduate model in place? I think yeah, we you know we we always like to have a blend. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think you can just solely rely on graduates. I think you need the leaders in place that know how it's done. Um, but we do want to kind of set up a kind of training program where we can bring people mm-hmm. in. You know, expose them to our, our DNA and say this is how we do it. This is what's worked mm-hmm. for us, so that you've got the next generation of leaders. That's that's really important to us. We don't just want to you know ship in talent and then you know not worry about what comes next because. 
obviously interview lots of people and they say our training's great all, yeah. all the rest but when I interviewed Toby he went into the detail of it yeah. like he, he almost has his own academy absolutely um, it, and the proof's in the pudding I, I've probably learned more over the last two and a half years than I've done in my previous 15 years in recruitment um, how does that manifest itself on the day to day well last year you know four of our people who've been in recruitment over two years had their best ever year yeah that isn't, doesn't happen by coincidence. That doesn't happen by accident. That is testament to our constant training, mm. you know, constant re-evaluation of, of what our message is to the team, the areas that we need to improve on. Yeah. Um, and, and we invest heavily on that. And it's not just the, the archetype will say this, don't say that. We bring in sports coaches. We bring in people that have worked with Barcelona. We bring in people that, you know, we, we had a talk with a guy. Bring from, in Dolce Dordi as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Get the best rectorate you can find. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we bring in a, uh, brought in a guy that worked for Experian that managed to increase their business by 150%. So, you know, we know recruitment, we know what we're doing, but what we're trying to do is assimilate best practice from, from every industry, whether it's media, whether it's business, whether it's sport, whether it's, you know, medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, a good idea is a good idea. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about this, this company, that we just keep getting better and we keep trying to get better and trying new things. We all we all learn from our own mistakes. Yeah. Let me take you back. <laughs> if you could start it again from day one. Yeah. What would you do differently? I think. What would you do sooner, even? Yeah, I, I think probably sooner. Sooner is the the key word here. I think if we could have got out here sooner, we would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, six six or seven months working remotely is is tough. Um, I make no bones about it. And I think that's the one thing I would change. You know, there, there are little things in the journey that you go on and go, I could have done that a bit better. But I think a lot of that, you know, gives you the experience to move on. So there's nothing I really regret. I mean, you know, we perhaps chose poor, you know, supplies on, on certain things and maybe made a couple of highs that, you know, didn't work out. But that, that's part of yeah. growing up. That's part of the business. But I think the, the one thing would be if we can get out of here sooner, we, we should have done. Oh, okay. And... Um, let me put you in the position yeah. of, a, of a younger man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, me too. Um, so you're, you're, you're 25, 27, you've got a few years experience yeah. in recruitment. You're in the UK, you're choosing between different recruitment firms. Yeah. What type of things should you be asking yourself if, if you're that guy with all the choices? Or that girl? Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting question. I think it's very easy to, you know, to get to New York and, and see a company is just facilitating your journey. I think what I'd be very conscious of is if I was that age now is like, where do I see myself going? Is this just about a move to New York or is this about a career? If it's just about a move, you know, go go join one of the bigger companies, find out, they'll sort you out. But if you really want to be part of something and really want to advance your career and be part of something special, then you know, I, th- I think a company like ours can really, you know, really help you facilitate that. The, the part of the driving force for us is that we look at those guys that started S three, and I think there's four or five of them in a room. Yeah. And now they're this, you know, phenomenal business that operates worldwide. That's what we're offering. You know, you can be part of that journey. You know, once we're we're established in the UK, we've been going, you know, eight or nine years. We we've only just begun the US journey. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, as a younger man, that can be a really compelling narrative. Come over be part of something. Yeah. Everyone that joins us now kind of impacts on our culture, 
because we're you know we're ten people strong, but we're growing. Yeah. So you're not just one of nine thousand. You know, you're you're ten percent of the company already. Yeah. You know, and you get to kind of create where we go. Yeah. You know, we, we get guys into the meetings that, that say things and come up with ideas that I hadn't even thought of. I'm like, that's a great idea. Well, yeah. let, let's let's do that. And I think if you want to be part of that, then absolutely, this is the company for you. But if you just want to get to New York and be a another number, you know, there are plenty of companies that will do that and, you know, more power to you. But that, that's not what we're about. Let me take you back to that room in S3. Yep. Harrington Star, Oliver James, Faden. Probably the Frank group. Yeah, we could we could go on. How did how did all those companies evolve from that one room? The the training you get S three is is phenomenal. Um, you know, re- recruitment you can call it a science, you can call it an art. I think there's a bit of both. I think you understand how to be successful in recruitment when you work with the S three group. You know, it, it's a place that you, you you know you sink or swim. Yeah, you've got to learn that. And I think people that go on to to build these companies outside of that model. They'll take so much of that S3 mentality with them, mm. but they'll sprinkle it with their own little bit of culture, yeah. their own kind of, you know, sensibilities. But the actual day-to-day of how you do recruitment, I don't think there's a better training ground. Although, well, there certainly wasn't a better training ground in my day. Yeah, well, back then, hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you can get that with us, obviously. Yeah, very, very, very good. That's it. Fantastic. Um, there's actually just one last question, was, yeah. which is just more of a personal one. Just the oh, things yeah. that you love about New York, frustration. Yeah. Okay. So just um, that. that bit with the, the, the light coming off. I, I think it, right. Yeah, um, I faded it back in, so it should be fine. It should be fine, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was, camera was going, so it should it shouldn't be a problem. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It won't look like a desk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, just a couple of questions yep. to finish up on New York. Yep. Um, recently had a kid. Yes. How are you surviving? On very little sleep, but surviving wouldn't have it any other way. Two kids under two, feel your pain. <laughs> um, living in a, my wife's little village in the south of England, so. Um, I'm over to New York. Yeah, yeah. Let's make that happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, your wife is a proper grown up child? Yes, she does. So most like what where where are you guys living in New York? So we live we live on the Upper East Side. Uh, you know, very lucky we live near the park. Um, you know, the park, the Central Park is closer to me than, than my subway. Uh, yeah. My sorry, my tube stop used to be yeah. back home, um, which which is just incredible. You know, we're we're so lucky. Yeah, and we're very aware of that. That's amazing. Yeah. So so you're really getting like, oh, you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean it's you know it's been fantastic and, yeah. and I absolutely love the city obviously it's not without its frustrations like every city is talk um, to me about that what, so one thing that you love about the city more than anything I know it's a cliche but just there's there's the buzz there's the vibe you're in New York you know it's we've probably all grown up watching the movies and you know yeah. you're here you're in it you're, you're yeah. watching it and there, there was so much opportunity here and that as cynical as you get and as jaded as you get growing that never let you know that never leaves in this place I, I genuinely believe that every day is like this is this is great I'm in New York I'm working in New York yeah. and I'm not sure people feel that about London when they come over but you know for me a Brit that's grown up watching this on the movies this is like I never hear people talk about London the way people <laughs> talk about New York maybe um, 
Okay, frustrations. Yeah, subway, um, subway, subway is dreadful. Um, uh, it's yeah, you know, like people absolutely lose their rag if they have to wait more than two minutes for for a train in London. This is you know ten, twelve, fifteen minutes in between trains. I mean, that's you know very much a first world problem. Yeah. But yeah, they they need to sort that out. Anything that anybody needs to adjust in their style, do you think, to be successful, or is there anything like that? No, I, I really, adding, I really don't, words of wisdom. No, I really don't think there is. I think it's just the case that you know, if you're good enough, you'll be successful. Right. You know, it's it's not rocket science what we do, yeah. but you've got to be good at it. You've got to be committed to it. You've got to understand what it is that works in the UK is probably going to work in the US as well. It's about understanding people's needs and delivering to that. You know, both client and candidate. That's all it is. That's all recruitment ever is. Not rocket science, eh? It's not. No, no. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am great. We have just been back to back meeting people, but we've just placed you in New York, so. Yes, you have. <laughs> we're uh, this is the first time we've actually got to meet. It is, yeah. No, it is, yeah. We had plenty of phone conversations, but yeah. You're the perfect trifecta. Do you know why that is? <laughs> why? You've worked for a UK company, a large one, mm-hmm. even though you weren't doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, for support those PAs, huh? <laughs> but we rescued you from yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you're Irish, so you've got the chat and the charm. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. Um, but you're an American citizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. So you, did you grow up over here? Yeah, so I, I was born here initially. I lived here until I was about twelve years old, and then I moved back over to, yeah. to Ireland when I was twelve. Did the whole spiel was in Mayo for a while. Went to college in Dublin and ah, ended yeah. up in this crazy industry. Did you always know you'd come back to America? Yeah, to an extent. I, I had like this massive romanticization of of the of the the whole place that it was because my family. They all met when they were my age over here, so I heard all the stories of them like growing up in Waterloo and going to the bars and meeting each other and stuff. And I still had like a really, really big fascination with the yeah. place. And then it's obviously New York City, so who doesn't have some sort of? Did you interest. think like you had to come and make it? Yeah, to an extent. I mean, that's the the whole expression as as old as it is. You know, yeah. you make it here, you make it anywhere. But yeah, it's it's definitely the place you want to be if you're young and you know you're you're you want to do well for yourself. You know, you want to wear suits every day with an armor jacket. But you know, yeah. if you want to dress well and kind of do the whole uh, big business stuff, it's kind of the place to yeah. be the hub of like all that put together. You know. Where are you living in the city now? So I'm actually living with family at the moment because yeah. uh, I, I found over here, which is one of the reasons I came over. I had a big safety net coming over here. Brilliant. But yeah, I'm living up in Westchester commuting, but it's, it's not too bad. It's, yeah. It's grand, yeah. Are you going to get your own place in? Yeah, I'd be looking to move out to like some of the new trendy places like Brooklyn or whatever. I'll say, you know, if yeah. I get a few big deals, maybe Manhattan, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was Dublin that you were working for? Yeah, Hayes, Dublin there, Hayes, yeah. The market's booming in Dublin. Yes. And so you just went straight from college into into Hayes. Straight from college, yeah. This is my first my first proper job, I suppose. You didn't uh, you didn't uh, get obsessed with staying with Hayes. You, you you thought you thought you'd try something different. Yeah, to an extent. So uh, Hayes as an organisation treated me incredibly, incredibly well, and I can't really go out and say more pleasant things about them. Coming from a graduate standpoint, you go in there, you get trained amazingly yeah. well. The people are so supportive, and they're also the nice mixture of get it together 
whilst also being supportive which is good yeah. for someone coming in my age because obviously you're going to go in you, get, you put the suit on for the first time you're yeah. strolling around I remember it, yeah. yeah exactly and it's something you need to get you know get, get kicked a little bit like this is you need to get it right you're doing this right but get this together yeah. so that was fantastic but uh, yeah I did, the, I did the whole big corporate thing and it was phenomenal like I made so many great friends it's such a great time yeah. doing it you know like all the, the culture around it you know it's a young young sales culture everyone's having a great time but I said I'd try something a bit more boutique something smaller coming over here yeah. uh, obviously it's a completely different structure uh, yeah. massive massive cultural shock for me for the first while but I'm getting used to it now and yeah no, it's, it's been very yeah has New York punched you in the, in the face a little bit with, with, with what it's like not particularly but I, I like I've I'm so used to New York in a sense, whereas I, I used to come over here during the summers. Yeah. I used to, you know, I have family here. I'd always kind of come over the odd time here and there. So for me, even when I was leaving, I was like, oh, you're going to New York. You should be like flipping over the walls. And I was like, no, like this is, this, this, it's not, it's amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. place. But for me, it's not like this massive mystical Disneyland, you know? It's, it's almost like you've done the law of attraction with it. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, I've been there before. I know what I have to do. Well, let's put you in to the start of your journey when you got in here. Yeah. So you were doing office support. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like in a booming market, yeah. in a big brand. Uh -huh. You have some stuff to learn to do FinTech in a boutique in New York. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, the name Hayes gets massive recognition anywhere it opened millions of doors. Yeah. You know, I, I like we have such established brands across America that I have people just calling me saying, all right, we need to recruit you to recruit for this. And then I'd ask for exclusive and say, yeah, no problem, don't worry about it, you're Hayes, yeah. we, we love you. Whereas over here, it's a lot more kicking down doors. And, you know, but it's good, it's, it's a lot more, I suppose, not to say worthwhile, because obviously my time with Hayes is incredibly worthwhile, but... Well, to, got you to this point. Yeah, to get me to this point, exactly. But to, to sit there and watch watch a smaller business grow and to learn things and pick things up and to find out these little technical terminologies that I'm not really used to, yeah. it's incredible to kind of see. And even myself, over the last month and a half, I first came in, I, I had a headache all day, every day. <laughs> you have the recruitment dreams. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, sitting there talking about SQL in, in, in my dreams. But <laughs> now I'm starting to pick it up and it really is interesting yeah. compared to, you know, I remember we spoke recently. I was like, you know, my my interviews with candidates would be like, uh, can you type, you know, have you worked for this company? And that was basically it. You know, yeah. within five minutes, I essentially know how good they were because you know they yeah. were well presented, they talked really well, they what they did the businesses. Whereas now I'm sitting there half an hour talking about all the different processes and stuff. Yeah, the first thing I said to you, you need to get office <laughs> support. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, office support to an extent. It, it definitely is a fantastic foundation because it teaches you how to match personalities because that's a massive part sure. of office support, which is a massive part across any industry. Uh, but then the technical aspects are lacking so a lot of the mm. time people wouldn't get hired would get hired because oh the hiring managers yeah. just like like the PA and really, like they're just typing and doing stuff like that which you know is a bad thing but it's, it's a, yeah. a lower technical role whereas now it's like we might like them but they can't do this and they can't do that they don't know this database they don't know yeah. this stack and it's like okay now it's like so I'm go I have the personality matching key good to go, good to go and now it's like how do I get these technical yeah. specifications matched properly as well what's it like trying to win business? It's 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 interesting. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is, and we we talk about it in the office too. It's like you go from again somewhere like Hayes, and it's like, yeah, why should we work with you? Yeah, well, we're Hayes, you know, we bleed blue, you know, all this yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, you are Hayes, fantastic. You guys must yeah. do something well because you're you're huge. Whereas over here, it's much more centric around for me when I'm pitching to people. It's like, okay, well, why sh why shouldn't you work with us first of all? If I have the right candidate for you guys, I mean, does it really matter whether it says Hayes over the door, or Robert Walters, or whatever? Yeah. That is a kind of a centric business, so it's a much more of a harder pitch. But then a lot of the time. Uh, they kind of get used to them. like yeah fair enough that, when you put it that way it doesn't really make a difference whether it's who mm. it's, it's a consultant you're dealing with yeah. deep down anyway it doesn't matter whether they're any other company you know so it's just a change of pitch but it's similar enough does your New York roots help you at all? 
Uh, not really. See, the Irish roots help me. Help me really, a lot. Yeah. yeah, well, the accent and everyone, everyone loves it. Oh my God, you're from Ireland. <laughs> it, it's obviously it's business centric speak, so no one really brings it up. But you can tell, like they, they're kind of like giggling down the phone when I yeah. talk, and they obviously always throw it on a bit more, you know. But yeah, it, it's knowing New York as an extent does help, like connecting with people. So if I'm talking to New York, like New York clients or candidates, I could be like, oh yeah, yeah, actually I grew up around there, you know. Yeah. Oh, did you? She's I couldn't tell, you know. And then it's a whole kind of banter going. Then all of a sudden you're kind of. Yeah. Had a bit of a rapport built already. You did change in transformation, is it? Or? Yeah, change transformation. So BAs, project managers, and implementation consultants. Yeah, quite personality driven IT work. So yeah. I can see why. Yeah. They... yeah, it's 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 essentially we're te- we're tech and client facing meets from from like my gathering. I anyway, I hope that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's very much so. You know, we we want a guy who can like who can script a pearl, who can like integrate systems, but can also go and talk to all these clients and like help with the pre sales people and can can speak the language of. The more technical staff yeah. for the client, so it's it's a nice mixture for me. You know, it's not it's not hard coding, yeah. it's not hard sales. It's a nice bit in the middle where it's like, okay, this is this is where I can go. Was it business you studied? I think I did bachelor's in communications and a master's in PR. Okay, yeah. all right. So it must be nice that now that you're you're interviewing high level people, you're able to kind of start thinking in, in the same terms of what you did on an education basis because that's what I found because yeah. I, I started doing the same desk yeah. as you did and I remember I used to be like putting pieces together <laughs> of like what is it? What is infrastructure? What's applications? Yeah. How does that join together with things? Yeah. So, you, do you feel like you're just learning more and more every day? To For sure. I mean, like the some of the roles we get in, thankfully, like the UK business in Harrington there has fantastic uh, leverage for us to use out there. So we do get a lot of business passed that way. Uh, but yeah, like uh, the more roles I work on, I'm really just piecing it together. So at the moment, we're working some regulatory roles, and now I'm starting to understand. The difference between like C care and now like just the trade transaction reporting, how how this matches up in the regulatory space and yeah. how that works, and yeah, it's, it's incredibly interesting. You know, we got some other roles in and fixed income and stuff and different asset classes and all this sort of stuff, and it's really interesting to go from again, how quick can you type to yeah, what asset class are you a master? You know, it's it's and, uh, but uh, like I'm massively into economics and all the financial side of things too. One of the things when we first spoke, yeah, I, I love learning about you know I'm seeing I'm seeing myself reading about hedge funds in the way into yeah. the trade, and I love learning about like big finance and how yeah. macro and microeconomics and how this stuff works. And then to pull the tech side into it as well. It's like old money, new money. It's a really interesting kind of cross, you know? Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, Okay, you've spent more time in New York than most people I'll speak to today. Yeah. Um, What advice would you give anybody who's thinking of moving over here? Because you're you're in you're in the thick of it. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to build your desk. You're you're trying to get your own place. You have way more support and way more knowledge than people normally have because because your connections. What, what, what advice would you give anybody? Except, except for to speak to me. Yeah, no, obviously called you to, but uh, no, it's uh, it's just it's just all oh, go just do it thing, man. To be honest, and I remember, I was actually thinking about this this coming into here. When I, I remember when I was first thinking about leaving, and I was doing a few interviews through yourself, and I, me and my buddy, I was speaking to an awful lot about it. And he was like, I was getting offers and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, just do it, man. Just, just get over there and like figure everything else once you get there. And that's really what it is. You, yeah. know, you, you can never figure, there's going to be so many variables in any situation. Well, there is regardless. But as long as you have a visa sorted out, as long as you can get over here, everything else will figure itself out. Yeah. You know, you'll be over here. The vast majority of people you're going to work for are going to be completely sound. You know, yeah. they, they're, they're, they're essentially, for the most part, going to pay for a service to bring you in. They're going to treat you like the investment that you are. So it, it's, it's just such a ridiculously amazing city to be working in you know yeah. like you get to walk down Fifth Avenue you get to like I, I go for a walk for lunch I used to walk to, to yeah. up Grafton Street now I'm walking up to the Rockefeller Centre you know it's yeah. like, it's such a massive transition and it's just it's it's just have to go up and do it if you want to you know but obviously you have to define 
why you want to do and what your metric is for why you want to do it. But yeah, once you decide that, it should be an easy, easy decision. Just do it. Yeah. Good, man.